What do you want? In today's podcast, we're going to look at a fascinating encounter that the disciples had with Jesus. He asked them the question, what do you want? Welcome to the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast, brought to you by Restoring the Foundations International. Our desire is to equip you with biblical truth to empower you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. For more, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. Now, here's your podcast. This is Cindy Whitman with Restoring the Foundations, and our key verse for today is John 1.38, and this is taken from the Passion Translation. Jesus turned around and saw that they were following him and asked, what do you want? They responded, Rabbi, which means teacher, master teacher, where are you staying? Jesus answered, come and discover for yourselves. Now, I think this is a fascinating portion of scripture. Before this, Jesus had arrived on the scene asking John to baptize him. Of course, John was taken aback by their request by feeling quite unworthy to baptize Jesus. He basically says he's not qualified to baptize him. John recognized Jesus as the mighty one. Even though John didn't feel like he was worthy or qualified, he baptized Jesus out of obedience to what he had heard the Father say. Then, as the dove descended and landed on Jesus and remained, that was the confirmation that Jesus really was the one. He was the Son of God. Now, the next day, Jesus was walking past where John and the disciples were standing. They immediately began to follow Jesus. And this is where the verse comes in. Jesus turned around and saw them that they were following him, and he asked, What do you want? Was Jesus irritated that they were following him? No, I don't think so. They asked Jesus, Where are you staying? And he invited them to come with him. He wouldn't have invited them to join him if he was irritated. A couple of things that we can take away from this story. First of all, have you ever been asked to do something by Father God and you didn't feel like you were qualified to do it? Well, I know we have. In 2011, we were trained to be Healing House level ministers with RTF. At the time, it was an intensive four to five month training on site in North Carolina. At the end of our training, we went back to our home in Franklin, Tennessee, and we started doing Restoring the Foundations Thorough Format Ministry full-time. We loved watching God work as the people that He brought to us encountered Him throughout the week of ministry. Their hearts got healed, and they were restored, and their lives were changed. The results were just amazing. In 2012, we were invited by the Director of Training to go to Kona, Hawaii, and to do RTF training at the Youth with a Mission base. We had a great time pouring into these missionaries. They were young and old, and, but all were passionate about the relationship with Jesus. We watched them get healed and set free and filled with hope to take this freedom to those that they were going to serve in other nations. As the years progressed, we knew that we were given several opportunities as really being newbies in the ministry that others didn't get. Uh, we didn't know why we had such favor, but we thanked God for those opportunities. Then in mid-2012, the Lord poised a question to us through a book we were reading. He asked us, would you be willing to give up your dream to embrace the dream of Chester and Betsy Kilstra? Now, this was a big ask. We lived out in the country on 34 acres. There was a pond in our backyard where deer and ducks and geese and swans and blue herons 
all made their home. We loved where we lived. We had built that house and we had loved living there. We had a dream of building some cabins on the property where people would come and stay and receive ministry. We wrestled with God and our hearts, but we finally said, yes, we will give up our dream. We had absolutely no idea what the future held. We sold our country house and we moved to a subdivision in Franklin. Two years later, Chester and Betsy called and said that they wanted to come to Franklin and to see us, but they didn't want us to tell anyone. Now, of course, our immediate human response was to wonder, what did we do wrong? We asked God to search our hearts and to show us. After several days, we had nothing that was revealed to us. We then thought, well, if we did something wrong, it was out of our ignorance. We'll just ask for forgiveness. Forgiveness is key in RTF, so they'll have to forgive us, right? Then we remembered that they said they had a question for us. We prayed about it. We wondered, what could it be? We had lots of different thoughts. We thought maybe even they would ask us to move to Mozambique to train Irish missionaries to do RTF. We wrestled with God, wondering just what might the Kilstras ask us to do. During that same time frame, Betsy had asked us to speak at the Restoring the Foundations International Conference that would be held in September. Now, this was in February or March. She contacted us that week and asked us for the title of our message. We didn't have a clue what we were going to talk about or speak about, but we prayed about it and God gave us a title. The day came for the Kilsters to arrive. As we sat on our back porch, we prayed that God would give us wisdom. We asked him what he wanted us to do in response to their question. He said, do you remember the title of your message? We said, well, yes, of course. He said, that's what I want you to do. So Chester and Betsy arrived. We chatted for a while, and then they asked their question. In all of our thoughts and imaginings, we had never considered the question that they would ask. You see, like John, we would have considered ourselves unworthy and ill-equipped. We would have even said disqualified. You see, our hearts were not fully healed yet. They asked us that day if we would be their successors and take the reins of RTF. We were speechless. We were shocked. We were excited, and yet we were undone. So they asked, did we want to think about it and pray about it for a few days? We said, we're going to take a walk. We had sold that country house, and we now lived in a subdivision. So we took a walk around the subdivision, we talked, and we prayed. We realized that Father God had already given us the answer to the question they asked. You see, he had said, just do what the title of your message was. So we walked back to our house and told the Kilsters what Father had said. We relayed our conversation with God from the porch that morning. He said he wanted us to remember the title of our message and just do that. The title of our message was Just Say Yes. We then began a new journey of becoming the leaders of Restoring the Foundations. 2014, we moved to Hendersonville, North Carolina, to the headquarters of RTF, which was a 126-year-old bed and breakfast. We thought we would live there for at least 10 years. However, through a series of events in 2017, we were directed by the Lord to sell the headquarters. We realized that it was impossible for us to expand RTF training at that location. As we pondered and prayed about where the headquarters should be, we heard the Lord ask, just like he asked John, what do you want? As I sat on our back porch with tears streaming down my face, I remember telling him, if you're asking me what I want, then I want to go home and be near our kids and grandkids. We prayed and kept our conversation with the Lord private. For the next few months, we asked the people in our network to pray about the future home of RTF. Where should we be located? What is the Lord saying to you? 
We received 13 prophetic texts, emails, or phone calls confirming that our new headquarters was to be in the Nashville area. Many of those people did not even know that the Nashville area was where our family was located. Going back to our story, the question Jesus posed to the disciples rings in my ears, what do you want? In this account, you see that John's obedience required him to push past his feelings of inadequacy to obey the Lord. He set the table for the question posed to the disciples. Oftentimes, our obedience is key to our next steps. When the Lord asked us to give up our dream and to sell our house, we had no idea what the future held. When we said yes to the Lord and then to the Kilstras that day, we had to push past our own feelings of inadequacy to say yes. See, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies and equips those He calls. Many times in the last eight years of our journey of leading RTF, we have gone back to the story of how God called us. He not only told us to say yes, but he also told the Kilstras in their own encounter with the Father that we were to be the next leaders of RTF. When times get tough, having those memorial stones is so important. They keep us grounded. They give us the determination to go on even when things are difficult. When the noise of the world is loud, the peace of God is louder. The question Jesus asked the disciples is one that I think he's asking us. What do you want? Have you taken time recently to ponder that? Sometimes life is so hectic that I don't even think we know what we want. Sometimes we get so stressed out trying to find the will of God for our lives, and He's asking us, what do you want? For some of you, this might sound controversial, but I think God gives us choices. I think we could have said no to the Kilsters and Father would have still loved us. We could have continued to minister to people. We could have even said no to selling our house. However, that may have been the decision to obey that set us up for the opportunity to lead RTF. Our decisions have consequences, but I don't think there's always a right and wrong choice. Don't get me wrong. There are times that God instructs us to do something, and if we don't, then we're being disobedient and rebellious. Other times, God gives us a choice. We live with the consequences of choosing to say yes or no. But we can get so hung up on doing the right thing that sometimes it keeps us from doing anything at all. Recently, on July 4th, 2023, Lee did a podcast on the God of the guardrails. As long as we stay in the guardrails of God, we're good. His purposes will be achieved in us one way or another. I remember hearing Reinhard Bonnke share about God asking him to take Africa for the kingdom. As I recall, Reinhardt kind of argued with God about his qualifications. The Lord said to him, well, you weren't my first choice. Two others, men or women, had been asked by God to accept the challenge and opportunity, and they had not accepted. So God chose Reinhardt to complete the mission, and he accepted, although he felt inadequate. Bonke became known as the Billy Graham of Africa. There were many ups and downs throughout his ministry, but because he said yes to God, millions of African people came to know Jesus. The kingdom impact was enormous. Imagine what it would be like if you had been one of the ones that didn't accept the invitation. I wonder if they had regrets. It would be difficult not to look back and wish you'd made another choice. However, did the Father's love change for them because they said no? I don't think so. God gives us choices, but He loves us no matter what. There is a saying that a friend of ours taught us many years ago. There is nothing you can do to make God love you more, and there's nothing you can do to make God love you less.
The truth has given me great peace. The Father God I know now is loving and kind. He always wants what's best for me, but he gives me a choice, and no matter what I say, he still loves me. There are consequences to our choices, but losing God's love isn't one of them. I remember one time that we had several choices or doors that were open to us, and we desperately wanted to choose the right one. As I prayed about it, I saw this picture of an old TV show, Let's Make a Deal. Now, if you're younger than 40, you probably don't even have any idea what I'm talking about. But it was a game show where the contestant was given a choice of door number one, door number two, or door number three. Behind one of those doors was the grand prize. The other doors held prizes, but none of them as grand as the grand prize. So I saw myself standing in front of the doors. I was debating about which door to choose. So I opened door number two. I saw Jesus standing there smiling. I wondered what was behind door number one and door number three. So I opened each door. I found Jesus smiling behind each door. You see, because my heart was yielded to him, he was behind whichever door I chose. He was asking me, what do you want? I think he's asking some of you that question today. What do you want? Do you even know what you want? Have you been so busy that you don't know anymore? Have the responsibilities of life weighed you down so much that you've given up on your dreams? Jesus asked the disciples that question, what do you want? Their answer, Rabbi, where are you staying? They could have asked for a number of things. They could have asked for ministry. They could have asked for wealth. They could have asked to be married, but their desire was to be with him. They wanted to hang out with him. They wanted to be where he was. Nothing was more important or valuable to them than being with him. That's probably the desire of your heart too. Jesus answered them by inviting them, come and discover for yourselves. So they went with him and spent the remainder of the day and the night with him. What was the outcome? They discovered through their encounter with Jesus that he was the anointed one. He was the one they'd been waiting for. He was the Messiah. No one had to convince them. Spending time with him was all that it took. So today, I think Jesus is asking you, what do you want? You might know right away, or you may need to take some time to ponder the question. It takes intentionality to set aside time to be with him, but the takeaway will be worth it. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for always loving us. Thank you that you give us choices. Thank you that even when we don't respond with a yes, you still love us. Lord, help us to be willing to set aside time just to be with you. Help us to shut out all of the noise and the distractions just to hear your voice and to be with you. Help us to discover the answer to the question, what do you want? We yield our hearts to you. Lord, it's our desire to do your will. Help us to be willing to say yes when you call. We want an encounter with you and we rest in knowing that you love us no matter what. Our declaration for today is, I declare that I will set aside time just to be with him. Thank you for joining us in this Restoring the Foundations podcast. We look forward to next time. Thank you for joining us on the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast today. We pray you are blessed and equipped with biblical truth 
empowering you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. To learn more about the ministry of Restoring the Foundations International, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.